Hi there, listener. It's Matthew. You've come looking for an episode of the Children's Book Podcast, and you've found it. Hooray! But you're probably wondering why the name of the podcast has changed. After eight years of doing the Children's Book Podcast, I began a new career as head of podcasts at A Kid's Company About, where I now oversee a podcast network dedicated to producing original content that talks up to kids, centers the things going on in their world, and engages and challenges how they see the world and themselves. All of the episodes of the Children's Book Podcast are still here, but now, if you're subscribed, you'll get new episodes of Worth Noting, a kid's podcast about current events, hosted by me. Something for you and the young people in your life to enjoy together. Enjoy this episode, and I hope you'll check out Worth Noting and other podcasts from a kid's company about... Support for the Children's Book Podcast comes from 12 by 12. Picture book authors need to be fairly prolific to be published. That's why members of 12 by 12 aim to write one picture book draft a month. Through an online forum, monthly webinars, a private Facebook group, and more, members enjoy the accountability, support, and motivation of a fantastic community of authors and illustrators. Visit 12by12challenge.com slash membership for more information. Right now, as we speak, I am working on book number nine in the Vamos series. Number nine. <laughs> that is perspective on on timing and publishing and like where things. That's that's wild. Yeah. So so Vamos, let's go eat. It's like when did I? I don't even remember making that. <laughs> this is the Children's Book Podcast, episode number six sixty four. I'm your host, Matthew Winner. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash Matthew C. Winner or on PayPal at paypal.me slash childrensbkpod if you want to support the show. Joining me on the show today is author and illustrator Raul III. Raul is no stranger to the podcast, but the books he brings to share today are easily some of my favorite work he's done yet. Vamos, let's go to the market and vamos, let's go eat are the first in a multi-book and multi-format series, which includes picture books, easy readers, and board books. Raul's world-building is truly mind-blowing. Every character feels important. Every character matters, regardless of their role in the main story. It's a universe I think many, many readers will find a welcome home within. And it's one, quite frankly, I escape to every chance I get. Please welcome my guest, Raul III, author, illustrator of Vamos, Let's Go to the Market, and Vamos, Let's Go Eat. Hello, everyone. My name is uh, Raul III. I am the author and illustrator, uh, illustrator for wonderful books that I make with my dear friend, Kathy Camper, Lowriders in Space, the Lowrider series. Also, I have a book coming out on Father's Day with uh, Matt Ringler. It's called Stroller Coaster. And then I am author-illustrator of uh, The World of Vamos books, which includes, at this point, Vamos, Let's Go Eat and Vamos, Let's Go to the Market. Yay! Welcome back, <laughs> Raul! I'm super excited to be here. It's so great to, to hear your voice again. Oh, my word, 
it's been so long. It's so great to hear your voice. And um, I didn't even remember that I had received from uh, Little Brown uh, an early review copy of Stroller Coaster. As soon as you said it, I reached out and just grabbed it. Um, I remember flipping (laughs) through and just loving, I mean, all of the like font work in that book is awesome. Oh so, yes, that was that was amazing. I I believe that I I created uh, the font for that book. So it it was it was just the idea of my amazing art director. Um, it was fabulous to work with Saho. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and cool, Raul, you have your own font. That's awesome. <laughs> 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 you completely arrived, my friend. I have arrived. Yes. <laughs> One day we'll all be getting some form of your it'll be like font the third in google <laughs> that we'll be able to use we'll be like font the third what does that mean oh that's Raul's font <laughs> uh, that'll be good nice well welcome back welcome back yeah i um well, thank you yeah your your vamos books we talked a little bit over social media that's no surprise um but your vamos books are, are gorgeous they're wonderful Raul, you've put so much into these these, these worlds of within each book. I, I'm obsessed with, well, I'm obsessing over the details as we as we walk through each of these books. I have let's go to the market, and I've read uh, let's go eat, and just everything you've poured in is so wonderful. I, I don't even know where to start, but maybe the best place is just to say, can you can you give us a little book talk of Vamos, let's go eat, so that for folks new to the series or new new to these books, period, they uh, can have a sense of what you and I are about to be talking about. Yeah. Well, Vamos, Let's Go Eat, it's, it's truly a culinary adventure. And the food that it focuses on is food that I personally would eat when I was a little boy growing up in the border town of El Paso, Texas, and Juarez. And the book centers around, of course, uh, our protagonist, Little Lobo, his dog, Bernabe, and their little quiet cockroach friend, Cocorocho, as they head off uh, to fulfill a task given to them by world-famous wrestler El Toro and his friends. And they uh, go out to basically the food court to to acquire all of the food that the El Toro and his luchador friends have asked El to- uh, Little Lobo to get. And El- so along the way, you know, you get to see what will fill the hungry bellies of these uh, re- <laughs> wrestling friends. <laughs> you get to see if, if meeting El Toro in let's go to the market wasn't enough to see not only all of his friends, but all of their appetites is just awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I it love really also is. the, the name, of course we're going to talk about this, but the names of the other wrestlers, like, <laughs> like armor Dillo. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I know. And what's, what's so cool about, about creating the, this, this universe is in, in my mind, as I'm writing down Armadillo, I immediately have like a million story ideas for Armadillo. And so I'm like, in the future, and I write all of these oh. notes to myself of possible uh, storylines. You've got this wild thing going on, which is that we can follow. I love books that 
you can follow characters throughout the book, even if they're not central players in the story. We could see yes. them in the background. We could see them just kind of doing their day the way that they would do it. Um, mm-hmm. And for you to have a series where we can be in a town and see folks come in and out of the story without even having, you know, weight on what's happening in the events of the story, but they just sort of reappear. Oh, there's, there's that friend of ours. Uh, is wonderful to have that. It makes me, this is just drawing straight from childhood, and you've probably heard this comparison already, but it just immediately makes me think of the world that Richard Scarry was building and yeah. and what that meant as a child to be reading those books. I mean, I, 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 I think that I didn't realize how much of that world I internalized until my son and daughter later were watching just like PBS reruns of Richard Scary TV shows and just going like, Oh yeah, I remember all of these things. This is wild. <laughs> and so you're yeah. getting that same thing with, with, with your books to have a world existing. Is this, is this sort of the book of your heart? Is this always what the plan was? Um, it, it, it definitely, you know, one of my plans um, since, and this is a plan that I had when I was a kid was to create my own uh, cartoon universe, you know? I wanted to create a universe that was as rich as the Marvel universe, the DC universe, uh, and of course, you know, uh, the world of Richard Scarry, Dr. Seuss, where the characters are are just recognizable and you want to know more about everything that is happening in, uh, in the world. And I was just really fortunate in uh, that I receive a, a phone call from uh, Kwame and, uh, and Kwa- uh, Kwame Alexander and Ariel Ekstut inviting me to pitch something for their new imprint, which was uh, v- which is Versify, and I kind of just viewed it as an opportunity to uh, finally create this universe that I had in my mind for decades. And so some of the characters that you see in this book are characters, some of them that I created when I was a little kid, like Punk Nopal or uh, in high school, like Malburro and Piki Pequeño. And so I made sure that when I started working on Vamos, Let's Go to the Market, that I would fill it with all of the characters that I felt could uh, spin off into their own series. And so once I was done with the first two books, which was my first, my, which was the, the first part of my contract, I just uh, pitched the rest of the universe to, <laughs> to them. And they were like, We've got to do it. So, uh, so here we are. I'm I'm almost uh, done with the uh, with the first ten books in the in the in the series. That is so wild, and to know that it was something that you carried from childhood and and were given that opportunity just to to pitch whatever, and so you pitched your world. What was your world from childhood to now is is fantastic. I think that that sensibility, that unhinged sense of everyone in this town is important everyone has a story to tell but we're going to just walk through this market through this food truck corral through whatever (laughs) and just focus on the folks that are right 
near us yeah. is, is such a, a powerful thing. I think you could only pull it off with someone who had such a vision of an entire universe. And I'm, I'm glad that that, I'm glad that that was you. I'm glad you got that call. Cause it's awesome to see. Yeah. So, so my, and, and you know, it is, it is, and you, you capture it so well. Uh, it is a, a story that is a simply about a walk and observations you make while you walk through your community and you begin to, you begin to to see patterns in in the life that you that you live right like bumping into people seeing people that you've never met but you see them constantly and that's kind of what i wanted this world of vamos to especially the vamos let's go books to be about i mean your entire the book itself uh, let's go to the market you could summarize in one sentence that it's like Little Lobo has a list of items to deliver to everyone at the market. That's the that's the story. But but of course, like the brilliance I'm seeing in this, Raul, is that it, so many of us readers are reading this going like, well, yeah, that's my day, too, that I just have this simple thing to do. But to know that what you do in the greater context of the value that other people place on what you're doing is huge. I mean, the yeah, second book let's go to the or um let's go eat is just like uh you know little lobo needs to get the food orders for all of the wrestlers period <laughs> that's it and yet that's it's it. so much there it's wild if you had yeah. it any more complicated than that i don't know that we could follow but you've got this wonderful cast of characters speaking english and spanish and i love in the in in well i also i love um the uh all of the names of the, again names i'm clearly a stickler for details and all of the names of all of the restaurants are everything to me most importantly um i'm going to try to pronounce uh panaderia bowie <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> with the o with the ziggy stardust lightning bolt in it come yeah. on <laughs> well <laughs> that is funny um but uh, but honestly it, it it does have that little nod to david bowie but in El Paso, if you're ever in El Paso, you do have to visit uh, the Bowie Bakery. The Bowie Bakery. Yeah. It does not have the David Bowie. Uh, it doesn't have the star or the lightning bolt. <laughs> lightning bolt. But, uh, but it is. A, it, it, I mean, if you want your traditional uh, Mexican uh, pastries, visit Bowie Bakery. You, um, to talk details about building out this these worlds uh what to do how to focus how to keep things simple so that you can allow your 32 pages to just be inhabited by an entire town um i would i would love to know where you start and then just maybe even how you keep track of everyone because you do this beautiful thing in the books which is following little lobo closely no matter what book we're looking at we're following him closely to a very specific task order this food drop off this item but then you give us moments where we can just pull back and have that perspective of everything going on in with all of the food trucks or in this market or wherever uh so where 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 does starting look like for you Raul? That's a great question, um, and one that I, I often ask myself because sometimes I don't even remember how I actually got there. Sure. 
But uh, I know that for these books, uh, especially early on, um, it, 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 I wanted this book to to be a, a, a reflection of my childhood and things that influenced me, not just as a child, but also as an as an artist. And so uh, often people have asked me, what is your aesthetic? And I always tell people my aesthetic is the Mercado aesthetic because I grew up in a in a in a mercado because my family ran a marketplace very similar to the one that you see in Vamos, Let's Go to the Market. As a matter of fact, I dedicate uh, the book to um, my cousin, uh, Annette Torres, whose family, my tia Ana, and, uh, has this yerberia uh, in the mercado called Yerberia Azteca, and my cousin took photos of all of the different booths that are there. And honestly, it was like a ref it was it just refreshed my memory because those booths are, are look pretty similar to what they look like when I was a kid. And so I, I tend to to make lists of of things that I definitely want to introduce my readers to. So if you look at the end pages of vamos let's go eat uh i wrote i wrote slash drew the end pages as the first thing uh, because these are some of my favorite foods and i knew that i wanted to introduce my readers to this food and so uh that was how i i, I started generating the ideas as for the marketplace i wanted to draw the booths in the market that had a big impact on me as a kid. Uh -huh. uh, so I thought, well, I want to show Velvet Elvis paintings because my <laughs> my my uh, abuelito Luis and my uh, tío Mario they sold Velvet Elvis paintings. As a matter of fact, they would make them right then and there using stencils. You know? Oh, cool! I wanted to show the piñatas. I wanted to show the the masks. I wanted to show how the uh, the different proprietors of these booths interact with each other, how they yeah. help each other out, and so um, yeah, saying hello to to hey hey little lobo, say hello to this person when you when you move on next, or make sure you tell this person that yeah, that interaction and, is is subtle but but means something. But it means something, and so. I think, you know, if I'm to answer the question, it really begins with uh, a, a list of things that I feel will be important to 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 share with with people. And then and then I I have to write that script, of course. Oh, but yeah. then I, I keep the early illustrations, which are the rough drawings. I keep those really, really loose because I want to be surprised when I'm drawing the book. And by surprised, I mean how I, I want to be surprised by the actions of the citizens of this town and what they do. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. So in the first book, Vamos, Let's Go to the Market, there's this little old lady who's feeding these birds, you know? 
And then I drew another another spread. And there she was feeding the birds again, except now the birds are kind of covering or jumping on her head and on her hand. <laughs> and then I move I move forward a little bit more. Yep. <laughs> I know where you're going. Su- yeah, suddenly she's like being flown off into the into the sky by these birds. And there's an artist painting her. And then when I was drawing the uh, the uh, Velvet Elvis booth, I realized that the proprietor was the person painting the picture of the old lady. So then you see a painting of the little old lady uh, being flown away by the birds in, 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 in his studio. And so these are all things that kind of happen spontaneously. And that's how I begin to to add depth to this world by by being surprised by what my characters are doing. You know, I didn't even notice the 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 painting. That's such a neat connection, and and one about just following and listening to the characters, which is for for so much going on on the page, for so much of the details, it it's beautiful that you're able to just listen to listen to the characters, who's going to show up, who's going to walk into this space. I'd imagine it takes a fair amount of of space for your brain to just be fully locked into this world so that you can just dial into all of that. But but as as it comes out of you this way, it, it's really wonderful. It really works beautifully. And the, the colors to it all, these beautiful earthy greens and yellows and reds are just, just beautiful. But we were going to say, too, that... that um, Elaine's color work, Elaine Bay. She just does an exceptional job on your on your on on these books. I'm, I am really lucky to uh, work with Elaine on this series. Elaine is also uh, my wife, and no. so <laughs> I did not know that. I'm so sorry. I feel like <laughs> I should have done more research. Well, your wife does a gorgeous job. <laughs> <laughs> she really does and what's really cool is that um we both grew up in el paso texas we both grew up in el paso and so i knew that when i handed her these illustrations that she would immediately understand how to begin um coloring them because el paso has such a specific color palette that you almost have to live there to understand it. And so her understanding of, of it shows up in these books, you know, she, everything about these books is just lush and beautiful. And to be able to, again, like I'm not an artist, but I, I, I know that my, my, I have a critical eye when I look at art and to be able to look at everything going on in your books and to still have such continuity with the colors with how everything is talking to to uh, you know one another to not have an overabundance of one color or another but a, just a wonderful balance i think yeah. is really to her credit she does a wonderful wonderful job yeah and sometimes you know i'll hand her an illustration and it'll have so many details in it and she'll be like I hate you <laughs> <laughs> because, because like you're saying it, it's just so much to, to take in yeah. and to balance without, you know, 
confusing the whole thing. Well, and we've all done that. I feel like that's an experience that I can directly pull from because if I've ever picked up one of those like adult coloring books that have like the super crazy design things with all the little, little spots for you to color, um, it can be really hard to map in your brain what what should go where and, and mm-hmm. how do I not, I don't know, like become lazy with this and just start swatching a, a, a big area of, of something with a particular color. She really, yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, and I was going to, one of the things I was going to draw on is just like, for example, how beautifully she captures the comic shop. B- being a kid that grew up going to comic shops all the time, I felt like she did that so wonderfully. And then that brings up that, that the next books you have coming, uh, arriving in April, are uh, a spin-off series of, of comics, of of Lucha comics. Yeah, of El Toro and Friends. And so, yeah, it's great because in the first uh, Vamos book, Vamos Let's Go to the Market, Little Lobo is holding a Lucha comic featuring El Toro. And um, basically... The first book, El Toro and Friends in Training Day, is uh, the book that Little Lobo is holding in this first book. So it's it's been pretty fantastic. And what I love about the uh, the luchadores is that with every book we get to meet meet more and more of them. And there's some pretty cool ones. Like there's um, there's El Toro, of course, La Oinkoink, Lizarda, Croak. Los Chicharrones, Armor Dillo, and uh, last but not least, Jack A. Lopez. Yes. Um, <laughs> are these meant and, to be? Are these meant to be comics that exist in the world of of this comic book shop of Vamos? No, actually, they are. They are. They're not necessarily com- the comics within the world. They are actual stories of these characters. Of the characters. Okay. Of the characters. Yeah. So. Uh, you you get to, you know, for instance, in the first book, El Toro and Friends in Training Day, it's a day in the life of El Toro preparing for his big match. And we learn, for instance, that Kuki Duki is his trainer. No. <laughs> oh, boy. Kuki Duki. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> and so we get to... Um, we get to see what El Toro has to do to train himself for uh, for a match. The second book, uh, tr- uh, Tag Team, is El Toro and La Oinkoink in a tag team battle. Uh, we get to see how they they come together to help each other out within a match or in, in, in real life as well. And these are early reader books, and they have been so much fun, so much fun to write. Is it different to, to be writing for, with the intention of a, a younger reader who is, I think, ideally, speaking for my five-year-old <laughs> reading these books with me, ideally the, the thought is that they are acquiring language from these so that they can read them independently. Is that a different uh, process of writing for you? It it it, it must be. It's got to be, yeah. Yeah, it, and it, it is, it is. And it's interesting because, you know, with each of these books, you have you know exactly how many pages they have to be. So there's 48, I believe these, um, these early reader books are 48 pages and yeah, you, you you are writing very, very simple sentences. Um, and, uh, and very, 
bombastic imagery, you know, and yeah. uh, <laughs> and they, they're they're just like a dream come true to me. I'm I'm just having a fun time drawing all of the superhero poses I ever imagined myself drawing uh, as a as a young kid, and and having fun, having a lot of fun. And I think uh, the the amount of fun I'm having drawing them is really going going to show up on 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 each and every page. Well, I'm glad that. I mean, it's a testament to how much fun you're having that you're, that you're, you know, working toward that book 10 in this series, in this world. Uh, tell me about the board books. These these first two El Toro books come out in April. When are we seeing the board books? And, and, and I don't know, what are they like? How are they different? So uh, the board books, uh, th- those feature uh, Coco Rocho. Coco uh, Rocho is the the silent uh, character in the series. I don't know if you've seen him, but he's that little cockroach with a white reading. It's like reading the comics with the white hat. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a little white cowboy hat on and white white cowboy boots. He's my little vaquero. Vaquero's like a little cowboy. <laughs> and um, basically, the books are about his favorite things. So, f- for instance, I, I've finished the first two, uh, Mi Siesta. Is the is either the first or second one, and Mi Fiesta is the second one, and these books are so simple. They're like uh, Mi Fiesta, Mi, Mi Fiesta, Tu Fiesta, My Party, Your Party, and you get to 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 go to Coco Rocho's birthday party and basically do all of the things that Coco Rocho does in his birthday party with his friends. And his friends are uh, the burro corn, which is like this uh, donkey with a stock of corn coming out of his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and and his other friend, which is the punk nopal. And you might have noticed punk nopal. From the comic? From uh, the little deets. Yeah, from the comic. The comic above his head, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember exactly. it, when I was complimenting about the, the, the comics, there's there's the Darth Vader one that I love. There's yeah. the comics that spell out your name at the top. Yeah. Um, and there's the, uh, yeah, the Punk Nopal. Yeah, so that <laughs> he's become a little character in um, in the series as well. Oh, and these, these these books are so much fun to 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 illustrate because they're basically just spreads uh just one image spreads and i'm having a a great time uh drawing the desert and the scenery and elaine's colors are once again just gorgeous when will they come out i believe those come out in 2022 okay i think uh next year we have um two El Toro books and one Vamos book and the following year we have two El Toro books and um and the board books then and yeah the board books and an, an and another Vamos book Vamos let's go read it's so neat though that you're you're making you're making these books and i can just imagine like the entire family has something to read something to love something to hold that's so wonderful yeah and you know i just i i just really want to continue to uh age up the series as sure. well so um i have like i i i 
I'm going to be proposing uh, uh, graphic novels with these characters and and uh, yeah, it, it is nice to to have something for everyone in the family. Yeah, in a world that you want to play in and and that you can tap into. It sounds like forever because you've been tapping into it since childhood. That's such a special thing. I'm it really is. glad for you that you're able to to bring it to fruition. That's so cool. It is cool. Well, thank you so much. Well, I'm I'm a big fan, as you know. Big fan, big <laughs> fan. Um, and I will really look forward to... Well, first, I'll look forward to reading the El Toro books, but but also to your future visits back on, on this podcast and, and all the great stuff that you'll share. Please uh, tell your wife. Please tell your wife. I was say, please tell Elaine <laughs> next time you see her. That's not the way to say that. Please tell Elaine, um, pass on my regards just for her, her beautiful, beautiful work. Her voice as a colorist really really i think leaves such a lasting impression in these books and and i'm so glad that you both are able to make these together they're wonderful well thank you i will let her know oh wonderful so raul before we go i i I want to give you a chance to speak directly to your readers uh and i'll do it uh this way Uh, i will see a library full of children tomorrow morning raul is there a message that i can bring to them from you oh oh yes just tell them that um, they all live in amazing worlds and that the characters that they create today can be characters that uh, they can share with the, with the entire world in the future. Thank you, Raul, for joining me. It is always a pleasure to have you on the show. And I hope all of you listening enjoyed this great conversation. Uh, Well, as I've been doing recently, I've invited uh, picture book author and illustrator friends to read the end credits and also to share what books they've been working on. So with that in mind, I'm going to pass the mic over and I will talk to you next time. Hi, I'm Charlotte Offsay. I'm a children's book author, and I'm thrilled to tell listeners of the children's book podcast about my debut picture book coming out with Albert Whitman on March 1st. It's called The Big Beach Cleanup and is illustrated by Katie Reese. It's an ocean advocacy story about small hands joining together to make big change. To learn more about The Big Beach Cleanup and some of my other upcoming picture books, please visit www.charlotteoffsay.com. The Children's Book Podcast is recorded and produced by Matthew Winner in his library studio in Ellicott City, Maryland. You can subscribe to the podcast and access the archive of over 650 episodes at matthewcwinner.com. The theme music is by Poddington Bear, care of the Free Music Archive. Want to help out the show? Become a patron at patron.com slash matthewcwinner. Your support and contributions will directly support and impact the work of the Children's Book Podcast. And always, writing a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with friends through Facebook, Twitter, word of mouth, or any other means helps reach more listeners, which leads to more content and more amazing guests. And that's a very good thing. A very good thing indeed. We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. 
That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cozy bonding time. The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumour has it that no one's ever heard an ending. So search Coco Sleep on your favourite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.